I have not seen Mean Streets, Taxi Driver, Ugh. The Deer Hunter, Ugh. Raging Bull, Ugh. Once Upon a Time in America, what? The Untouchables, Goodfellas, Ugh. or Casino. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to Pulp Fiction. This is the Top 5 Podcast. Every week, we count down a different Top 5. It can be the Top 5 Best Movies, Actors, Colors, and the Title of a Movie. This week, though, in honor of The Intern premiering at theaters worldwide, we're counting down the Top 5 Robert De Niro Movies of All Time. I am Brandon Rabar. I'm joined, as always, by Jacob Crisip and Rachel Jameson. And uh, any stipulations you guys want to – this is pretty straightforward. I don't really know how – The only things I can think of is that we're treating this as our favorite movies that he's in, not his performances, um, that sort of thing. And not even necessarily the best ones. Right. Because that might, that might change mine slightly, but our favorites Yeah, yeah. His. Oh, it would, totally, it would change mine for sure. But my favorites, that's how I have it organized. And also, I didn't hold anything back uh, out. So if we talked about it before, it's going to come up again. Possibly. Uh, I know Rachel has a stipulation. We should just get out of the way. This, this, right? I even wrote it right under my list. Top five De Niro movies or Rachel's shameful movies list part two. <laughs> <laughs> it's the official name of my list. And it is a legit one. Self, yes. Self-admittedly, I have, I missed all of good Robert De Niro and I have only watched downhill Robert De Niro. So... <laughs> I listed the movies that I haven't seen just to preface this so you're not like, how in the world is that her number five? I have not seen Mean Streets, Taxi Driver, uh, The Deer Hunter, uh, Raging Bull, uh, Once Upon a Time in America, what? The Untouchables, Goodfellas, uh, or Casino. Wow. So, wow. Um, wow. basically, I haven't seen any of the movies that are on either of your lists other than probably two of them. Maybe we should have just acted like you were sick this episode and, and just had it be Do you want me to just Jacob stay and, quiet? And I I can just turn our list. I can <laughs> turn my mic off. We'll say that there was a problem. I'm just worried about your reputation got... within the oh, uh, film dude, community. Dude, that was gone as soon as we did that shameful movies list. <laughs> it's good for the show in a way because it's like, you know how they write movies where you have the experienced person and then you have like the you know the new person show up kind right. of or origin story. Yeah, that's like true. we can. This could be Rachel's origin story, <laughs> especially for someone who like only likes mafia movies and biographies, I believe. <laughs> yeah. And yet she's like seen two my like two mafia movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I needed: Godfather Part One and Godfather Part yeah, Two. I don't know if you can say that you're a mafia movie fan if you've really only seen the Godfather trilogy. Yeah, and that, the Sopranos. That, that's my way of spinning it in a, in a positive light. Will be your origin story. That was good. Okay, that was that was a very polite way of saying it. Jacob, <laughs> your number five all-time favorite Robert De Niro movie. That oh, Rachel hasn't seen. That likely. Rachel has not seen. <laughs> uh, I talked with Brandon before this, and I know this movie's better than a lot of the ones on the list, but I've only seen it one time, so he's going to kind of help me up a little bit with it. I just know it's that good, and it was The Deer Hunter. Um, it won Best Picture in 19... Um, uh, I'm gonna say it was 1978. I do have. I have a better job. I haven't pulled up here. Yeah, 1979. So it came out in 78. So yeah, so, yeah. That, I always go by the year it comes <clears> out. There you go. Right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start that all over again. Yeah, my number. Uh, <laughs> my number five is the Deer Hunter. No, we should uh, leave that in because it makes me sound smart. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> but I mean, it was such a. It was such a well-done movie, and I believe it touches on, in a way, PTSD before it really was a thing, right? Would you yeah, agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I think that that was the big takeaway from it was was that and how it affects all these veterans. 
and I think that it kind of showed the world, or at least you know, America, what these veterans who have what they go through and what they go through more importantly when they come home right. and how it changes them. Uh, and obviously it's, it's such a well done movie. I mean, of course the famous scene from it is the Russian roulette oh, scene. Yeah, I mean, that that's the great. iconic scene and it's what, I mean, if I were to do like a top 10 most intense scenes of all time, it, could easily it, would, be on it, it would be definitely a candidate for that list. For those who hasn't seen it, I'll just read a description for you that'll help out a little bit. An in-depth examination of the ways in which the U.S. Vietnam War impacts and disrupts the lives of people in a small industrial town in Pennsylvania. So it stars, obviously, Robert De Niro. You've got Christopher Walken, John Cazale. Cazale? Yeah, Cazale. And John Savage, and uh, it's also got Meryl Streep in it as well. And George Zunza, we got to say him too. But uh, I just remember it was so, I, I just enjoyed it so much for only seeing it one time. My father once told me he hated this movie. Of course, dad was in Vietnam, and maybe he just didn't have the same, you know, reaction to it. But, and so I was, maybe my expectations were a little lower. I, I was real curious why dad wouldn't like it, and maybe it bothered him. I don't really know, but there's some beautiful shots. I remember the chore- uh, the cinematography, choreography. <laughs> I remember the cinematography. Those dance scenes where Christopher Walken <laughs> and Robert De Niro. <laughs> Sold. I need to see this movie. <laughs> but like when they would go hunting and, and like those hunting scenes were, you know, really cool, I thought. All right, you guys, whoever took my boots, I want them back. I got a boot for you, Stan. Yeah. Right up your ass. <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> Hey, Mike, let me borrow your spares, huh? Your extra pair? No, Stan. No? What do you mean, no? Just what I said, no. No means no. Some fucking friend. You're some fucking friend, you know that? You gotta learn, Stanley. Every time you come up here, you got your goddamn head up your ass. Maybe he likes the view from up there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Every time he comes up, he's got no knife, he's got no jacket, he's got no pants, he's got no boots. Oh, he's got that stupid gun he carries around like John Wayne. <laughs> that ain't gonna help you. Oh, what the hell, Mike? Give him the boots. No way, I ain't giving him no boots. No more, no more, that's it. You're a fucking bastard, you know that? Huh? Stanley, see this? This is this. This ain't something else. This is this. From now on, you're on your own. Uh, I remember the whole wedding sequence was kind of long, and but that's, interesting. It's um, it's and it and it opens with that, right? And it's a really hard, you know, kind of like the Godfather opens with a with a long mm-hmm. uh, wedding scene, and you get to know the characters through that. Deer Hunter, in a lot of ways, is the same way with their opening scene. And actually, I think that if you can get through that, then you'll enjoy the movie because that's it's it's a slow burn to it begin is the it's movie. not this is not a, a movie that just flies by it's also yeah what you just said it, it's a slower movie and be aware of that it's directed by michael cimino who michael i'm Chimino, yeah. Chimino, who i'm not familiar with apparently i can't even say his last name <laughs> um and when i look through his list of movies they look mostly like 80s and 70s yeah heaven's gate was um, a big thing i mean it, those are really his two biggest ones obviously were deer hunter and heaven's gate those were both a big deal and that then he kind of never took a downward spiral but uh, but yeah, it's it's a really good movie, and it and it features a great De Niro performance. Walken was really good in it. Mm-hmm. You mentioned John Cazale. Uh, that's Fredo Corleone. Yep, right. uh, for those who don't know, an interesting little trivia about him: he was only in five movies ever because he died uh, at an early age. He dated Meryl Streep. They were together when he died. 
But all five of his movies were nominated for Best Picture that he He's was in. He's amazing. He died the yeah. same year that this movie came out. Yeah. Yeah, really, really just that, big loss. That young. Wow. He would have he would have been a big deal had he had he lived. Well, I gave this movie a nine for only seeing it one time. I thought it was that good. Yeah, that's, so a that's, great, that's, that's a my great number movie. five. Rachel, your totally shameful and ridiculous number five <laughs> Robert De Niro movie of all time. I just number you, five okay. should be terrible. Okay, okay. I mean, it's pretty bad. But let me also say, please don't tell me it's Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. I haven't seen it. I know. <laughs> um. Let me just say that I wrote down all the Robert De Niro movies that I've seen, including The Intern, and there was only three that didn't make this list. Wow. So you've seen eight De Niro movies. One of them is The Intern. Oh one of them goodness. is Machete. <laughs> hey, Machete was awesome. I would have no issues with Machete making your list. And the other one was Righteous like... Kill. So, oh, well, sorry. Yeah. Al Pacino. Uh, so that said... Even though I thought he was totally overrated in this movie, and we've talked about it already once, Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was fine. Uh, yeah, but he didn't do much. But it is this is a the general mo- movie. List, the, movie so the movie itself was good. was was good. It was overrated, but it was a good movie. Yeah, and but but yeah, De Niro really didn't do anything nah, in it. That, I, really, it's what we said last week. Jackie Weavers, who didn't do anything in it, yeah, De Niro had a, a bigger part in it. He, he did have, have a bigger part. part. He just didn't have an Oscar-worthy part, is what yes. I maybe. Yeah, right. maybe yes. that's because he was like you know the dad that was in there, like you know getting his son ruffled up and, yeah. and causing problems. But it was just kind of the ultimate. Oscar. De Niro's finally in a good movie again, so we're going to give him a nomination. And it was right. good enough to get him a number five over <laughs> yeah. Machete and Righteous Kill. And the intern. Who is this? We need to talk right now. When you make a serious commitment to somebody, it is not cool to not show up. Wait a second. I tried to call. Oh, my God. What's happening? I I tried to call you, Tiffany. Oh, really? Yes. I told you I was going to split my time with my dad and you, and my dad was pulling me in one direction. Dr. Patel, Ronnie. That's great, Pat. That's great for all of them. But all of them didn't make a commitment to me in return for my help. I'm Tiffany, by the way. What is this craziness with Tiffany Max? No craziness. I told you who she was. I was doing this thing with her. We had a conversation. When you started spending time with her, it all fell apart. This is the the fucking reason right here. You think I fucked up all the Eagles, Juju, don't you? Ever ever since. Ever since he was with you. Ever since he was... You think that... I'm why today's happened. That's right. You are why today's happened. I'm the reason why today happened. I think so. Let's talk about that. Be my guest. The first night that Pat and I met at my sister's, the Eagles beat the 49ers handily 40 to 26. The second time we got together, we went for a run, and the Phillies beat the Dodgers 7 to 5 in the NLCS. She's right, Dad. The next time we went for a run, the Eagles beat the Falcons 27 to 14. The third time we got together, we had Raisin Bran in the diner, and the Phillies dominated Tampa Bay in the fourth game of the World Series 10 to 2. Oh, wow. Fascinating. Let me think about that. Wait a minute. Well, why don't you think about when the Eagles beat the Seahawks 14 to 7? He was with you? He was with me. We went for a run. Really? There have been no games since Pat and I have been rehearsing every day. And if Pat had been with me like he was supposed to, he wouldn't have gotten in a fight. He wouldn't be in trouble. Maybe the Eagles beat the New York Giants. She's making a lot of sense, Pop. That's all right on all counts. But yeah, Jackie Weaver didn't do Jack in yeah. that movie. I saw Silver Linings Play, Playbook is a good movie. It's a yeah. uh, you know, fun love story. Interesting one. That's It's a newer one that we kind of haven't seen. Well, since much. I haven't seen pretty much any De Niro, De Niro since like 2000 up. So Well, yeah, if anyone was, didn't listen to last week's, I was trying to throw a little bit more into it. <laughs> Mine, no, just listen to last week's. 
My number five favorite Robert De Niro movie of all time, and this may seem kind of low uh, to a lot of people, is Taxi Driver. I uh, The first time I watched Taxi Driver, I actually came away thinking it was really overrated and didn't understand all the hype and love for it. I watched it on the big screen uh, the second time I watched it, and this was just in the past year or so. And I have a much greater appreciation for it. Do I, I still think it's a little overrated because it's so iconic and it's so you know well-respected. So I do still think it's a little overrated, but I do appreciate it more now than I did. It was it was a great character study of a, of a man who, you know, of course he plays Travis Bickle, and of course the famous scene from this is the "You Talking to Me" scene. Uh, a mentally unstable Vietnam War veteran works as a nighttime taxi driver in New York City, where the perceived decadence and sleaze feeds his urge for violence. I would. I know well, that you've seen it, you Jacob. Said, well, so, character study is the right way to put it. It's yes. to kind of see his, you know, he works at nighttime. He's by himself a lot. Yes. So you kind of see his, I don't know, breakdown is the right word, over a very slow pace of the film. Very I'm slow. I'm right there with you that I appreciate it quite a bit. I don't know if it holds up as well as it did, you know, since 1976. Because when I watched it, it was about in the last 10 years, for the, you know, for the first time. Right. Um it's a well-made movie. I mean, I can't, I'm not going to like knock it apart. I mean, I gave it an eight. Yeah. But, um, I think it's a, it, you know, he's, was that, nah, never mind. I was gonna say, was that his breakout movie? But his breakout movie was a long time before that. Yeah. Mean I mean, Street. Mean Streets so. and then Godfather too. Uh, but yeah, he, I mean, obviously he plays a man who becomes unhinged very well. I, and I think that probably the most fascinating thing about the movie is seeing how a man who's, who's really pretty normal on the surface and there's nothing, that wrong with him how just kind of these slight circumstances in his life cause him to become unhinged and i think that you see that you know even more so today in society like you know these these mass shootings and things like that these people are like well he oh, seemed right. like a he seemed like a good guy i didn't oh, see anything it's kind of like this it. boiling below the surface it just takes like that much to switch off to the crazy mm-hmm. and he does some crazy things and i know he's kind of viewed as this as this kind of iconic anti-hero, and I guess in some ways he was, uh, but he's really a pretty messed up guy that doesn't seem that messed up. The Taxi Driver, I feel, is a little overrated, but still a pretty darn good movie. I absolutely agree. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? Well, who the hell else are you talking? You talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Oh, yeah? Huh? Okay. Huh? Jacob, your number four favorite Robert De Niro movie of all time. My number four movie is Casino... Um, you know, everyone will say it's the poor man's good fellow, but right. that's still, that's a quite a big compliment in my it opinion. Is. Um, came out in 1995 starring Robert De Niro, also Joe Pesci and the crazy ass Sharon Stone. Yes. <laughs> she really was so good in it. She was great. In her it. collapse her is unbelievable, man. Yes, it is. I would agree. It's her best performance. It's just kind of fun to see the ins and out of the casino life, especially when yes. you involve mafia stories yes. and the corruption that goes behind Vegas and things like that. Who could resist 
Anywhere else in the country, I was a bookie, a gambler, always looking over my shoulder, hassled by cops day and night. But here, I'm Mr. Rothstein. I'm not only legitimate, but running a casino. And that's like selling people dreams for cash. I hired an old casino pal, Billy Sherbert, as my manager, and I went to work. For guys like me, Las Vegas washes away your sins. It's like a morality car wash. It does for us what Lourdes does for humpbacks and cripples. And along with making us legit, comes cash. Tons of it. I mean, what do you think we're doing out here in the middle of the desert? It's all this money. This is the end result of all the bright lights and the comp trips, of all the champagne and free hotel suites, and all the broads and all the booze. It's all been arranged just for us to get your money. That's the truth about Las Vegas. We're the only winners. The players don't stand a chance. And their cash flows from the tables to our boxes, through the cage, and into the most sacred room in the casino. The place where they add up all the money, the holy of holies, the count room. It's a blast to watch. And, of course, you have Joe Pesci kind of being his typical crazy character. Like, it really is a poor man's Goodfellas. It is. But it's just fantastic to watch. The colors in it are amazing. And, mm-hmm. and Robert De Niro's suits, I mean, I think he wore, I mean, it was a good 50-something suits in this movie. They're, 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 they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, really cool tracking shots. Always this quick editing and just, you know, outrageously, you know, Rolling Stones music, you know, and, mm-hmm. and things like that. It, it's a fun watch, fun movie. Um, also very violent. Very, very and, much um, so. I mean, what else can I say that, that what else do you have? Rachel? No, I love, I love, <laughs> uh, <laughs> casino. I can, I went back and forth between taxi driver and casino for my number five. And truth be told, I only went with, uh, taxi driver. The, my tiebreaker was that the rest of my list was so nineties De Niro heavy that I decided to go taxi driver, right. you know, for, for classic De Niro. Uh, but that's how much I like Casino. Uh, and you're right. It is kind of viewed as like the poor man's uh, Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. But I think it's different enough that it's it it's its own movie. Um, and obviously having De Niro and P- Pesci together again in a mafia movie. And they're made so closely together. I mean, well, and it could be Sharon Stone that makes it that much different. Like, uh, uh, what's her name is in Goodfellas? Um, who's the wife? Oh, Lorraine Bracco. Right, Lorraine Bracco. Yeah, she's kind of goes nutty towards the end a little bit right but sharon stone's just nuts in the meat from the yeah. from the get-go uh and she, you know robert de niro is who's trying to hold this whole movie together yeah while he's dealing with these two different just outrageous characters it's um, not as funny as goodfellas like it's not as no i would i would say and really that third act it's really kind of hard to watch because yes. of how everything really falls apart. It does. Yeah. Um, uh, and but there's some grisly scenes in it though. Yeah. Uh, some, some really, uh, I'll say the Joe Pesci and his brother in the cornfield. Yeah. That, that's exactly what I was thinking of when I said that. Right. Me too. Yeah. I was trying to say without spoiling it to Rachel. Yeah. That, that's a good way of saying it. Right. Uh, but casino, if you haven't seen it, it is 100% worth, uh, watching. It's don't, 
don't think that you shouldn't watch it just because it's not as acclaimed as the other Scorsese and De Niro movies because I, I think it's, a, it's that good. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people believe that it got ripped off by not getting nominated for Best Picture, at least nominated. And yeah. a lot of people didn't get nominated for this movie, it, you know, when it should have been. There were a lot of good movies in 95, granted, but uh, maybe it's because they thought it was so similar to Goodfellas. Right. And and so soon after, only five years afterwards. Right. Great choice, though. Casino. Number four on Jacob's list. Rachel, your number four favorite Robert De Niro movie of all time. Here's not a great choice. Everybody's fine. Whoa. I'm not sure if I've even heard of that. It, How is Machete not above Everybody's Fine? I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I've never heard I of mean, it. I mean, it's all toss-up. If I have, I really. forgot. Uh, my, my top three are legit. My bottom two, eh. Here, here's why I put Everybody's Fine in front of Silver Linings Playbook, which was a much better movie. Um, I, I thought De Niro's performance in Everybody's Fine was actually, it was substantial and it was good. Right. And, and it was for, for like post-2000 De Niro, I thought it was a really good role for him. Right, yeah, I would um, agree with that. And if, Jacob hasn't seen it, but it's basically Robert De Niro is, he, his wife dies and kind of finds out that he's never really had a connection with his kid it's always kind of been through their mom Mm -hmm. um and so because of that he is trying to connect with them invites them to his house they all decline his invite so he decides that he's going to take a road trip to go see all of them and they're all very standoffish it becomes very clear that they're hiding something from him um and then he comes back home and it it goes from there in case you watch it i don't want to save robert come on don't smoke what do you mean, don't smoke? Don't smoke. You know better. Come on. Don't smoke. All right. I won't smoke. Not in front of you. Not if it upsets you. But, you know, I do smoke sometimes, just so you know. Anyway, you used to smoke. I know I used to smoke. That's when I didn't know any better. Now I do. Your mother made me stop, too. You know, I will, too. But uh, occasionally I do smoke. When I want to quit, I'll quit. Hey, Robert. Hey, Dave. Let me get this straight. You you worked in a wire factory smoking a couple of packs a day, uh, but <laughs> me being a percussionist and having an occasional cigarette isn't good enough for you? Come on. You know, Mom used to say, make your dad proud. He works so hard for us. And I know you're not proud of me. I, I, I know. It's not true. I can feel it. <laughs> it's fine. I'm working hard here. I'm doing the best I can. Have your cigarette. What? Have your cigarette. You need it. No, you know what? I quit. Hi, Robert. Hey, I just quit smoking. Good job. Thanks. I'm not quitting because you want me to. I'm, I'm, I'm quitting because I know you don't think I can. Just to make that clear, okay? Okay. Does Basically, he have, does he have three children? Kate Beckinsale, Sam Rockwell, and Drew Barrymore? Or someone a wife in there? Uh, I think he has the three kids. Okay. The wife is not in the movie as far as I remember. No, I mean like or one of those two girls, a wife of you know, Sam Rockwell. I really don't remember, okay. to be honest with you. I think he's got three kids. I'm almost positive he's got three kids. It's got it. a decent cast. But it's got a, you know, there's a secret. And, and they're all afraid to tell their dad because they've never really been close to their dad. So I think it probably got mixed reviews mixed to bad reviews probably it wasn't a great movie it was an okay movie but i did think robert de niro was really good in it and since i've only seen like eight robert de niro movies it made number four on hey my list. when are you ever gonna get to talk about everybody's fine again well 
We probably didn't need to talk about it once. It's not really that notable, but, you know. Hey, I learned something today. There you go. <laughs> now talk about, hey, you guys are making your movies sound really good. I should probably watch some of these Denira movies. They're really good. They, they, <laughs> they really, sound really way good. better than everybody's telling fine. you, when we talk about these movies and I just think about The Intern and what I watched today, it's just, it's just how the mighty have fallen. It's just because uh, these movies are classics. Well, and here's the deal. Robert De Niro can still act. He's just not getting the roles. When yeah. you see him in like, uh, uh, hustle, not Hustle and Flow, uh, American <laughs> that Hustle. That would be amazing. And, you know, it's just like, he's still got it. He just, you know. Uh, apparently, it's really, really hard to find roles because I know Al Pacino can act too and he ends up in a bunch of stinkers as well. I don't know. And it's not because they don't have the talent to do it. The roles just must not exist. I guess not. Brandon? Okay. My number four favorite Robert De Niro movie of all time. Now, this one is is number one on my underrated De Niro movies list. A Bronx Tale. Good movie. Don't you love this movie? Yeah, good movie. Absolutely love this movie. Uh, A Bronx Tale, here's what I love so much about it. We've seen so many different mafia movies. This one takes a completely different spin. Uh, you know, whereas most mafia movies, you know, it's about a family or it's about, you know, a group of guys or it's about, um, you know, a code or something like that. The the rise and fall, uh, rags to riches. This is about a father and a son. Now it's it's based around, you know, the backdrop of a mafia movie, but it's really about the struggle between a father, Robert De Niro, who's like a working class father. And the local mob boss, um, and their struggle for his son. His son is is kind of tempted by the allure of the mafia and what that you know what we know that can bring. I mean, Goodfellas is a perfect example. You know, we see Ray Liotta's character drawn in by the local you know mafia guys, and and how cool that is. And we see how his father is opposed to it, but his father doesn't really fight for him, and that's what a Bronx Tale is. And I love this movie. It's it's such a great. I I just love the struggle, the back and forth between De Niro, the father, and uh, was it Chaz Palamentary that played the mob boss? I believe yep. uh, Chaz Palamentary. Yes, uh, it's such a good movie. And another cool factoid about this: Robert De Niro actually directed it. Was his uh, directing oh, yeah. debut, uh, and Chaz Palamentary wrote it. So, anyways. I know you haven't seen it, Rachel, but what were your thoughts on this? Movie? Oh, it's pretty much the same thing. I think whenever you think of a Robert, when whenever you think of De Niro in a mafia movie, you think he's going to be you know a mafia guy, but in this, he's just a blue collar guy trying to raise his son the right way, right? And to do the right thing, but his son's getting like influenced because he wants to be like with uh, the cool guy with all these mafia characters, yeah. and of course, Chaz Palminteri's you know his character Sonny is so, uh, you know, and Sonny's just trying to you know be that sort of fatherly role too, role right. as well and so to see them kind of clash heads it's fun because Sonny knows he's crossing the line right. but he's too proud to admit it right. and it really kind of comes to fisticuffs in a way but you know the movie kind of takes a turn in the second half uh, where when the boy start when he, when he grows up right, you know, yeah. and it becomes more about a, a romance and a love so it kind of gets away from the narrow that second half of the movie which it I does. didn't like as, that was my only complaint about the movie because uh, I really would have 
preferred if it would kind of could have stayed a little bit where you had the two older men going at it. I agree. But I guess at some point you had to see some sort of a transition. Right. You know, because what's going to happen to him when he turns 15, 18 years old? Right, and exactly. And, 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 and you've seen the two influences in his life. Okay, so where does he go? Like now that he's maturing, where did you. We've seen, you know. I really, felt like, the, I really felt like De Niro got the kind of back door. Of course, he's the director, so he can do that if he yeah. wanted that. But, yeah. you know, he took the back, the back seat to, you know, the, in this story. But in the end. You know the the, the boy kind of learns that his father's probably right, right? Know? And hey, I just spoiled it for you, Rach. But uh, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a but, really it's a really good movie, really you know well made. You know, I, I didn't give it. I gave it a seven. So like it has its problems. That little boy can be annoying, yeah. but uh, it's good. Yeah. I really liked it. It was just a different spin on a mafia movie. And the last thing I'll mm-hmm. say is has a lot thing- of Sopranos elements to it in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Actually, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, the last thing I'll say is. You would you would assume that because De Niro's character is so upstanding and fighting for his son, that the mob boss is just evil, but he's not. Yeah. He, he, really he really also wants the best, wants the for, best the for the kid. So it's not so you know black and white. It's mm-hmm. like some gray areas, but it's so well done. Uh, last thing I'll say because I have to say this: both my younger brother and I learned a valuable, valuable tool from this movie that I that I used when I was dating. Um, oh yeah, do you know what I'm talking I know about? you're talking about. Um, which is awesome because I did that before I saw this movie. Dude, yeah. seriously, I did too. And this like confirmed it for me. Yep. Uh, uh, I guess I should say my younger brother learned it because like when it happened, I was like, whoa. And I told my brother I'd do that. Uh, what I'm talking about, and any guy who's seen this knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, when you go on a date with a girl, you open the car door, she gets in, and then you walk around the back and you look to see if she leans over and unlocks your door for you or not. And, you know, the lesson he learns is if she doesn't do that, she's not worth keeping. But if she does, you know, she's unselfish. Maybe she's your first great one. Thanks a lot, son. I think I'm going to go for it. She's a good kid, this girl? I don't know. I just met her yesterday, but I hope so. Oh, here's what you do. Tomorrow you borrow my car. You don't lend anybody a car. It's all right. I'm going to lend you my car. I want you to make a good impression. You borrow my car, and then you give her the test. What, the Mario test? Mario? Mario's a fucking psycho. What do you listen to this kid for? You give him my test. You give her the door test. What's the door test? All right, listen to me. You pull her right where she is, right? Before you get out of the car, you lock both doors. Man, you get out of the car, you walk over to her. You bring her over to the car. You take out the key, put in the lock, open the door for her. Then you let her get in. Then you close the door for her. Then you walk around the back of the car and you look through the rear window. If she doesn't reach over, lift up that button for you so you can get in, dump her. Just like that? Listen to me, kid. If she doesn't reach over, lift up that button for you so you can get in, that means she's a selfish broad, and all you're seeing is the tip of the iceberg. You dump her, you dump her fast. Yeah, what about all the beautiful things you just told me, though? Do what my heart tells me to do. It's all that matters. Find someone to pull into myself. I mean, hey, this could be one of the great ones. Bullshit, kid. The door test, that's what counts. You dump her, you dump her fast. Dump her? Dump her she's giving she's worth keeping that around. i recall happened to you with a girl you were dating and it was a real issue for you that is exactly true that is exactly true and 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 i think of bronx tell every time it happened but yeah okay so i will say misty was very good about it uh it's, <laughs> it's a little job, bit misty. ruined now because there's so many power locks and things like that they automatically do it uh but uh i would actually purposely try to make sure that my door wasn't power locked nice uh 
but yeah, Misty passed just the showed test. Your cards, the, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I did have an ex that didn't do it, and I, it actually really. Did I upset recall me. it, and I hadn't even seen a Bronx Tale. And I was like, what kind of jerk doesn't unlock the car door for you? I was like, yeah. but then I was like, maybe she was nervous and she didn't think of it. But yeah, yeah, I'm you like, kept defending her. I was like, I don't think i can date this girl <laughs> it's like a seinfeldism you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh that is a bronx tell my number four favorite de niro movie of all time jacob your number three favorite de niro movie of all time um this kind of goes back to if i had my all-time you know what uh their best you know robert de niro movie this would be my probably my number one it's uh godfather 2 nice um nice. we talked about it quite a bit over the last couple of weeks it, it continuously comes up and why shouldn't it because it's really well, that good of a movie right um so if you you know godfather 2 goes into the the backstory of you know the corleone family and uh and robert de niro plays uh michael or sorry um vito vito as a young man and if you know the timeline goes back and forth between present date with uh, al pacino's character michael corleone and then you know when vito was getting started when he came over from italy yeah he was great in this role. It was, um, I know we're, I know we're not talking about, supposed to be talking about performances, but his his role as Vito, he kind of you know did he did the thing with his voice as best he could. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, the that was best a, Brando he could do. Right, that was fun to watch, especially for what was it 77, 75? Uh, it 74. 74. Um, so and they kind of create that old New York style look, and mm-hmm. it's just really fun to see those in movies and. And you know everyone knows like Godfather's so much slowly paced, and it's more about Michael Corleone and and like his having to deal with the issues within his personal family and what he's gonna how he's gonna resolve those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's just what makes Godfather two so great because and different from the first. You know it's still regardless one of the top five movies of all time right. along with Godfather yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, again, like I said, we talk a lot about it, but. And again, it's. A, I feel bad putting it in a three, but if it were a best, it would probably be my one. So I just had to say that. Right. Well, it's going to come up in my list. Uh, I'll say that, so I won't add too much. But because you mentioned specifically, uh, it's really, really cool to see the parallels between you know Vito Corleone coming over to America and starting what became the Corleone Empire and kind of the innocence in a lot of ways, even though there was violence and those kind of things, Vito was such a, you know, a really a stand-up character. And then seeing Michael, and he was that was that man. But in, in two, though, he's become a lot more cold and harsh. And really, their world is kind of coming apart where it started off so much as family. Now you're seeing the, the tragedy is, you're seeing the two differences now the Corleone family is really breaking apart, and of course it comes to a head with Michael and Fredo. I bet our one, two, threes are the same. Probably. Okay. Probably. Rachel, what's your number four? Around uh, my number three. Three. Three's good. <laughs> it's Meet the Parents. Hey, good which movie. Which I legitimately Yay! really like. I love it. That's I actually a good want, movie. I wanted it to make that and analyze this. I I gave consideration. To. I haven't seen analyze. This. I actually haven't seen either of those either. Really? I started to analyze this. I can't remember which one's the first one. Analyze and, this. And, then, and yeah. I just I just never got to finish it. Not that I didn't like it. I just yeah. never got to finish it. But the, sorry, the Rachel. I'm going to let yeah. you go No, ahead. you're fine. Uh, Meet the Parents I thought was hilarious. Yes, yes. it was. Uh, I, I actually didn't see Meet the Fockers or Meet whatever the Fockers was all right. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the third one. The third one was terrible. The second one I, was still pretty funny. Uh, yeah. But it, it came out and I, I don't know. It's just one of those good... There's good, simple, classic comedies. There's a lot of physical humor in it. There's a lot of... Uh, but he made a great, um, like, intimidating... Oh, CIA, he, CIA dad. 
I don't, know, I don't know what else to say. It's a pretty simple movie, but it's it is really really I think funny. Classic comedy is a good way to put it because I, even though it came out what fifteen years ago, it came out in two thousand. Is that right? Yeah, um, I think one day it will really be a classic up there yeah. with you know, a lot of those you know fine nineteen sixties and seventies films as far as comedies go. Right. It's so sharp. Ben Stiller's so good at his role and yeah. like the awkwardness of it, meeting the in laws for the first time, and you've got like that hardcore CIA dad just watching just you doing the, the two fingers, yeah. and and of course we find out so much more about him. But uh, Meet the Parents was a fun movie. The first time I saw it, I hated it. Really hated. Well, I hated a strong word, but I just didn't like. It. I didn't I didn't get it. Really? I just was moving on from it. And then everyone kept. It's one of those movies everyone kept quoting, and I yeah, was like, you know, really did, did I miss something? And then I go back and I watch it, and it just gets better and better. Just kind of like Ron Burgundy in a way, kind yeah. of like Anchorman. It just gets better and better. Oh, hey, Jack. How you doing? Like the uh, top hat. Compliments you. Can I talk to you for a minute? Sit down. Did I not clearly explain the circle of trust to you, Greg? Mm. Yeah, I think I got it. Then is there something you want to tell me? Mm, I... I don't think so. Didn't we have a discussion yesterday in the car about this? Oh, yes. You mean, yes. You mean me and Pam. Yes, I would love to talk to you about that. We're not that. talking about Pam, Greg. We're talking about you. See, if I can't trust you, Greg, then I have no choice but to put you right back outside the circle. And once you're out, you're out. There's no coming back. Hmm. Well, I would definitely like to stay inside the circle. Well, then tell me the truth. Okay. Jack, I don't know what we're talking about. All right, now look, Fogger. I'm a patient man. That's what 19 months in a Vietnamese prison camp will do to you. But I will be watching you, studying your every move. And if I find that you are trying to corrupt my firstborn child, I will bring you down, baby. I will bring you down to Chinatown. I think it's a hilarious movie. Uh, I mean, everybody that's in it is funny. The, you know, we, we kind of uh, make fun of IMDb sometimes. We think the top 250 is a good guide and the rating system is a good guide, kind of like. But perfect example, we reviewed The Intern. Right now it's sitting at a 7.5 and Meet the Parents is at oh. 7.0. That's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. No, that's, that, yeah, that's right. Intern was out of 5,900 people, and Meet the Parents is out of 244,000. Right. I mean, the intern is definitely going to go down right. as it gets more votes, Obviously, but, but you're right. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, Meet the Parents, obviously. I would say it is now a, cl- uh, a modern, a modern comedy, comedy classic. classic. Yeah. It is. Definitely, like, if you're talking about, like, you know, the past 20 years, I think it would have to be one of the top 10 to 15 best comedies most well-loved best right uh funniest movies i mean if it can make the line i have nipples can you milk me uh, <laughs> famous then then it was pretty solid absolutely great choice i'm really glad it, even though it didn't make either of our list because because you've seen enough uh, uh yeah if i would have seen more robert de niro movies it probably wouldn't make no that it really might have Maybe that i really, for really well like for, it. in a way so we can talk about movies like this uh, yeah. it really might have still made my list i can quote that whole movie i've probably seen it like at least a dozen times. Yeah. I will say though, it, it may have been what ruined 
De Niro's career. It the could beginning have been. of the end. Yeah, because really it was such a big comedy hit, and I think everybody was like, "Well, De Niro can be funny." And so then he really started being like, "Yeah, I can be funny." And then he just yeah. like it was just like a nosedive. And that gives us Las Vegas and whatever, yeah, and the like intern. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so good movie, probably you know maybe bad bad, bad career move, yeah. but. Um, okay, my number three favorite Robert De Niro movie of all time, and it's crazy that it's this low. I say the low, it's top three, uh, because it's a perfect 10 to me. So all three of his top movies, I feel like, are 10s, is Heat. Yep. <laughs> uh, is that your number? Uh, is That's it my up? number two. Okay, so we can talk about yeah, it together. Yeah. It's, I've seen this one, and it's also my number two. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, this is perfect. Yeah, oh, it's actually the perfect order, because it's going to be all of our nice. next one. Uh, and how funny that it's both your number twos, and I'm such a huge Pacino fan. It's my number three. Um, I, I, I've it's a perfect crime drama movie. Uh, obviously, you can't talk about. I mean, Pacino and De Niro finally in a movie together. They were the considered the greatest two actors of their generation, and possibly to the best actors, if not the two best actors of all time. Uh, and both of them really were still really really hot at the time like neither of them had taken a downturn yet i mean pacino's just coming off of uh sin of a woman glengarry glenn ross carlito's way uh even godfather Godfather three yeah Yeah, like that had just all happened and de niro just had goodfellas casino they were both at the top of their game still Mm -hmm. and uh cape fear awakenings yes i mean they were both on fire and so, and people would want to see them in a movie together forever. Of course, they're both in Godfather Two, but they're in different storylines. They're not actually together, so they never share right. a scene. And part of what makes Heat so brilliant is everybody wants to see De Niro and Pacino together, but then it's a cat and mouse movie, yep. and so they're never yep. even really together except for the iconic, the iconic scene. Uh, diner scene, which is just brilliant. It's one of the you know one of the most iconic scenes in movie history because of what it was. It was one of those scenes where you're watching it where it went beyond the movies like you knew that you're watching something special i've heard you say this before and i think it's a really good point go ahead it's it's just something you you felt like you're watching an event something special that's outside of just watching a movie an act off yes it's an act off (laughs) who can out act each other and michael mann did such a great job (laughs) of giving them each like oh Pacino's got him. And like, oh, snap. No, De Niro's got him. Oh, no. Pacino just went out to him. Yep. Like, like, man, yep. like, wrote the script perfect. He knew what he was doing. If this was a movie starring, oh, say, uh, Gary Busey and Nick Nolte, uh, he would have written that scene a lot <laughs> The character's probably. an Encino man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but because Michael Mann knew he had Pacino and De Niro. Yeah. And you know what's crazy about that scene, too, is they never lose their temper. They're they as don't. cool, as calm as can be. That's what makes it, makes so, it good. so slick. Yes, it yeah. does. You know, and I have to just bring up just the technical side of Heat as well. Oh, I mean, because so this good. is back when Michael Mann, in my opinion, was in his prime. He could do no wrong. And it's just beautifully shot. You know, it's got a cool filter to it. The music is great as yes. well that goes with this. And I said I said this before, and I'll say it again. That closing scene on the runway, where you so had that good. Moby music kind of playing too, it's just a really you know really cool scene. I hope this isn't a lost movie to some people right. outside of like you know like film goers because right. it's really that good. If you haven't seen Heat, you have you absolutely need to go see it or need, or need to rent it, buy it, do whatever you have to do. It's just great, great movie. Oh, it's great brilliant. shootout scene at the end of it. God, oh. it's one of the longest shootout scenes yeah. I've ever seen. Of course, this is a two hour and fifty minute movie. LAPD. Gee, what? Where the fuck did this heat come from? Maybe it's the score they're on to. The place, not us. 
because it's been hit a couple of times, you know, something. Assume they got our phones, assume they got our houses, assume they got us right here, right now, as we sit, everything, assume it all. Now we're going to buy the bank package from Kelso. I'll front that. That's not a problem. Well, what the hell happens to Van Zandt or 750? Van Zandt, listen, with the heat we got, you want to play World War II in the streets with Van Zandt? No, I want my 750. When he gets a pass, I got more motivation to whack Van Zandt than either of you. He is a fucking luxury. Our problem is take the bank or split right now. Do not go home. Do not pack. Nothing. 30 seconds flat from now, we are gone on our separate ways. That's it. Chris. bank is worth the risk. I need it, brother. You should stay and take it down. That's where I come out. I roll with you, Neil. Whatever. Whatever. No, not on this one, Michael. On this one, you're on your own. I'm going away after, so for me, the reward is maybe worth the stretch. But Elaine takes good care of you, you got plenty put away, you got T-bonds, real estate. If I were you, I would be smart, I would cut loose of this. So you definitely get your fill of heists, dialogue, yeah, but, you know, shootout scenes yeah. for sure. I mean, and just in the in the the, the casting, there's so oh. many people in this I movie. Mean, We're it, talking about Al Pacino and yeah. De Niro. We I mean, we hardly even brought up Val Kilmer, John, John Voight, Tom Sizemore. Um, you know, you Amy also Brenneman, have Ashley, Ashley Judd, Judd. You know, just great, just great casting in it oh, as well. So good. Um, that's a, Natalie Portman plays Pacino's daughter. Yeah. I mean, Hank Azaria is in it. I forgot he's in it. Danny Trejo, yeah. uh, who you know, of course he's you in just Machete. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you also just passed uh, who's in a lot of small chameleon roles. It's uh, William uh, Fitch. Oh yeah, yeah, William Fitchner. Fitchner. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, and also a Tone Loke. <laughs> oh <laughs> right, enough, right. In it. Uh, but it works. Heat is brilliant. Rachel yeah, hasn't even got to talk Rachel about has to it. say about it. Oh, Sorry. I think you've covered everything <laughs> as you've been yelling out of excitement for the past five minutes know, about like, it. Ah! <laughs> like, let's have a theme party. You know, I don't, do, you, do you like crime? Well, I like this. I've honestly only seen it once. So you guys are a lot more familiar with it because I kind of remember the highlights, like the diner scene and the end. Um, but I thought it was great. I definitely need to rewatch it. Uh, oh, we it's, forgot, it's, we actually forgot about Natalie it. Portman. <laughs> No, she's like a kid. Oh, you yeah, did yeah, say yeah, that? Yeah, you mentioned yeah, 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 as Pacino's <laughs> daughter. Uh, the movie is funny. And, of course, you know, it's got these iconic scenes. There's so much drama. There's so much action. There's violence. There's comedy. Uh, the last thing I'll say, and I'm glad you brought up how good the cast was, and Val Kilmer was really, really good in this, uh, as was Ashley Judd. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I know this is the 20-year anniversary of Heat, and so people have been bringing it up again lately. Uh, it came out in the summer of 1995, and it didn't get nominated for Best Picture, which was ridiculous. Like, like revisionist history, everybody realized it should have been nominated for a ton of awards, 
it didn't get a single Oscar nomination. And so I just read this. Really? Whole, That's I just, really weird. I actually didn't, get a didn't know that. Globe. It didn't get anything. I just read this article, and it was this big, long deal about how, you know, obviously if the they redid it, it would be nominated for everything and may win everything. Right. But it was just talking about how at the time they probably just took it for granted just because it was Pacino, it was De Niro, and it was it was really, really well done. But it came out in the summer, and everybody just kind of expected it to be great, and it was great, and everybody liked it. Um, so they talked about how it was taken for granted, but uh, absolutely robbed. It should have been nominated for 12 Academy Awards. This is the second movie that came out in 1995 that we've talked about tonight. You know, 1995, I, I've said this uh, to other people before. There were a lot of good movies in 95. Braveheart came out, Usual Suspects, uh, you know, Leaving Las Vegas, Dead Man Walking, yeah. Seven, Babe. You know, I mean, Before Sunrise, Apollo 13. I mean, there were a ton of movies that came out in 95. And... But you're right. I, I never realized that it really never got nominated for anything. I didn't realize yeah. that either. No, it's and and it, I mean it's it's one of the big. But Babe did. Yeah, it's one of the big black guys. <laughs> I like on, Babe. Though. So do I. So do I. Uh, that'll do, Pig. That'll that, do, Pig. Uh, it was one of the big black guys on the Oscars. Though, was the fact that the heat got so that heat got so overlooked. Um, last thing I'll say for Dark Knight fans, I hope you realize that it was just basically. Uh, heat with uh, with rubber masks and and paint and makeup. What movie? Uh, the Dark Knight. A oh. lot, a lot, it, <laughs> it, it really is. It was it, heavily influenced no by way. Heat. No, no. It's. I mean, it's a thing. It was definitely influenced by Heat. I'm not saying it's a Heat ripoff. Look at Brandon's trying to start trouble. But it, Dark Knight <laughs> very, very heavily influenced by Heat. Uh, All right, so that's my two, Rachel's two, and Brandon's three. So, Brandon, yes. what's your two? So we're back around to me. My number two, which is going to be your number one, is Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Uh, That's right. <laughs> and all you need to know about how much I love Goodfellas is that I have it above Heat. Uh, well, like I said, heat and if you uh, if you were unaware, just listen to any of like our last four podcasts because I think we've <laughs> talked about Goodfellas for Quite every single bit. episode. That's true. I mean, what, what else can we really say that Scorsese nails it out of the park here? I think he was robbed of a best director. Oh, gosh. I hate this, though, because it goes up against uh, Dances with Wolves, yeah, and I love does. Dances with Wolves. Yeah. So, really, it's just hard to compare the two, which we've said before. But, you know, Goodfellas, to me, also is a perfect movie. And I think you all have kind of catching on to this. I think I like it more than, I, you know, The Godfather. But that's how well this movie holds up. And a lot of people, I'm not the only one who says that, you know, so... Um, go ahead what you were about to say oh no I, I mean we have talked about this a lot so I don't want to get too much into it and, and everybody has seen it everybody has seen it so I mean Shut it. so I don't want to you know I don't feel like I have to but There's it, a it's, little boy in Chad Africa who's seen this movie you know <laughs> I mean if there was a, if there was a Mount Rushmore of, of mafia you know movies and stuff I mean you'd have Godfather Godfather 2 Goodfellas and Sopranos and that's like that's, like that's the, all you need. That's really. really that's, I mean, there's yeah. some great mafia movies, but this is you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we have to pan- cancel the podcast so I have time to actually watch Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna love it. Oh, I, I'm positive that I will. It's, Just I mean, as soon as I have two hours of life that I can sit down and do something that's not work. <laughs> so there you go. That is my number two. Jacob's number one. Yep. Robert De Niro movie of all time is Goodfellas. Look at how De Niro in this picture. He's I all remember- choking someone out. Man, he's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, he was great as Jimmy Conway, though. Like he didn't, you know. And there's he's doing these faces in Goodfellas, like you know, like he was trying to pull off in the intern today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he De-, De Niro, you know, Goodfellas is weird as far as De Niro because he's billed first because he's obviously the you know the biggest name. 
but really it was Ray Liotta's oh, Ray movie. Liotta uh, he's the main character and he gets the most screen time. And Rob De Niro is really a secondary character. Right. Uh, but, his, but, you know, he's his, still... His, his, his fall of paranoia is just kind of fun to watch. You oh, know? it is. Oh, um, so good. Well, you take this character who's so, you know, he's introduced as, as such a badass, and he is. Right. But you see how he changes. Right. I don't want to give, I'm trying not to give anything right. no, away. I mean, just uh, the but, but yeah, his transformation it. is, is really, yeah. really cool. Really good. And I mean, and of course, obviously Joe Pesci, I mean, just, he's just crazy the whole time. So yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. We're getting too big on me. Just now. Don't go busting my balls, Billy. Okay. Hey, Tommy, if I was going to break your ball, I'd tell you to go home and get your shine box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this kid, this kid, this kid was great. They, they used to call him spit shine Tommy. I swear to God. Oh, he'd make your shoes look like fucking mirrors. Excuse my language. He was terrific. He was the best. And he made a lot of money, too. Salud, Tommy. No more shines, Billy. What? I said no more shines. Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there and tell you. Okay. I don't shine shoes anymore. Relax, will you? Fuck right now. What's what's got into you? I'm breaking your balls a little bit. That's all. I'm only kidding with you. Sometimes I mean, you don't sound like you're kidding. You know, there's a lot of people around. I mean, I'm only kidding with you. We're having a party. I mean, I just came home. I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm breaking your balls. And you're right away. You're getting fucking fresh. I'm sorry. I don't mean right. to offend you. I'm sorry too. It's okay. No problem. Okay. Salud. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Motherfucking mutt! You, you fucking piece of shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on! Let him go. 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 Let you know that Joe Pesci made both Goodfellas and Home Alone in the same, they both came out in 1990. I think we've talked about that before, uh, which is nuts, it's right? It's still funny. Because we have this crazy <laughs> guy who just, you know, he won Best act, Supporting Actor for this. Yeah. And then he, I think he and was he, one of the funniest elements. He could have won Best Supporting Actor for Home Alone, for, uh, <laughs> if you ask me. He was hilarious. Who'd have thought, right? Yeah. At least he realized in 1990 that he could only do a couple of funny movies. He realized Robert De Niro <laughs> taking him a decade and a half. <laughs> Fesci is just like screw this I'm out I I will use this opportunity before we move on though Uh, De Niro has confirmed uh, he was just on uh, Kimmel a couple weeks ago a week ago uh, promoting the intern and for big Pacino De Niro fans like myself the Irish movie uh, the Irishman starring uh, De Niro Pacino and Joe Pesci coming out of retirement to be in it Harvey Keitel might be in it and of course Martin Scorsese is going to direct uh, That's it's, exciting. It's going to be, and it's a mafia movie. In my mind, I just story. had like a, a casino jackpot go off. Well, we like that really everybody have... rolled around, and then like all the money came out. That's <laughs> that, exactly what happened when you described everybody that was going to be in it. Do we have? Very, I mean, am I missing something? What Pacino movies is in a Scorsese? What? Pacino roles are in a Scorsese movie. Oh, it's never happened. It's it's a huge. Uh, that's been both, a whole. That's that been a thing. So cool. Oh, it's yeah. It's that definitely so, a thing. I'm gonna try not get it all hyped up like I would. I'm seriously yeah. like I would Star Wars. Right. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, it's gonna a, be. Gonna it's gonna be, be my most like looked forward to movie since the original Spider-Man came out. And of course, people that know me know that I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. But that's how much I'm looking forward to this movie. I compare it to Star Wars. Brandon compares it to Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm just saying my anticipation. <laughs> I look forward to Spider-Man since I was five years old. Give me a break. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, though, The Irishman. Uh, I I cannot wait for that to happen. That's really cool. Uh, 
Rachel, your number one favorite Robert De Niro movie of all time. You made a face at me earlier like, I can't imagine what this was going to be, but I it's also it, yeah. your number one. Yeah, so it yeah. it's Godfather 2. Oh. Yeah, it's and, and Jacob mentioned it earlier. I mean, go ahead. It's your turn to talk. Uh, no, you yeah, can go been, ahead. We've definitely, we have discussed at length Goodfellas and the Godfather movies a lot, but I mean, they deserve it. Yeah. Goodfellas probably. I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> but... Um, if you're making any top movie list that the Godfather movies qualify for, it's going to be in your top five, I would think. Or you're just wrong. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. It's a possibility. Uh, but no, go, go ahead. I don't really have anything else to add. Uh, I mean, The Godfather 2, uh, uh, there's so much debate over which one's better. I mean, t- to me, they're the two greatest movies of all time. To me, I actually, I, it's really, really close, but I think I lean slightly towards Godfather 2. I lean slightly towards Godfather 1. Only because uh, two is a lot slower, which I'm fine with. Uh, one is I need like, more violent killings. That's why I like the first one. One, more. there's a lot more action for sure. This is true. I love what two does as far as you know, showing the Vito timeline and the Michael timeline. Yeah. Character development. Yeah, also the character is awesome in the second. And, one. and Pacino is so good in two. Like you know, he's lost. He said that you were being tough on the negotiations, but if they could get a little help and close the deal fast. It, it'll be good for the family. You believe that story? You believe that? He said there was something in it for me. On my own. I've always taken care of you, Fredo. Taken care of me? You're my kid brother and you take care of me? Did you ever think about that? Huh? Did you ever once think about that? Send Fredo off to do this. Send Fredo off to do that. Let Fredo take care of some Mickey Mouse nightclub somewhere. Send Fredo to pick somebody up at the airport. I'm your older brother, Mike, and I was stepped over. That's the way Pop wanted it. It ain't the way I wanted it. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart and I want respect. He's so His good because he. You know, it's funny is that he doesn't act exactly. That's but that's acting. It's it's uh, it's all right? in his face. Yeah, he's so subtle. Physical he's, acting. Yeah, it's all it's all in his. It's he's like boiling underneath the surface, mm-hmm. and you see it's all in like 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 a scene that stands out to me is when he very first figures out that Fredo betrays him. Uh, it's just he's having a throwaway conversation. Yep. Fredo is, and and he reveals to Michael that he betrayed him and he doesn't realize that he did and they're in this club and there's music going on and Pacino's face when it happens you know he's got to keep calm and cool because mm-hmm. he's he can't play his hand but you see in one instance in his face you know the hurt the anger the realization all at once mm-hmm. i mean it is just brilliant brilliant acting um and of course, De Niro is is really really good as as the young Vito character, and uh, it's just a perfect. They're both perfect, perfect movie. movies. They, it's really hard. It's like yeah. picking your favorite kid. Yeah, but to me, they're the two <laughs> the two greatest movies of all time. That's a good point. Uh, uh, I, I will say what happens. Between I feel, I feel and sorry Fredo. if someone has three children and they have like Godfather three. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Godfather three? <laughs> <laughs> so that is our top five favorite Robert De Niro movies of all time. It is now time for our honorable mentions. Uh, 
Jacob, what were your favorite De Niro movies that didn't quite make the cut? There's going to be some really good ones that were left out. Yeah, I mean, it's really kind of sad in a way because, like, how do you not talk about Raging Bull? Which I had had at number five at Uh, first, and I was like, you know what? I really like The Deer Hunter. But Raging Bull, it's just a beautiful movie because it's all shot in black and white. Once again, it's Scorsese. It's violent. I mean, De Niro's character study playing Jake LaMotta and his just destruction of himself is yes. just unbelievable. And uh, really, this was kind of Joe Pesci's coming out movie. In fact, was he nominated for Best Supporting Actor in this as well? He was. I mean, Joe Pesci was great in this. Because he, he wasn't the crazy Joe Pesci that we know. He was like the brother trying to like, he was like keep, the keep it together. One. Yeah. And uh, you know, he was fantastic in it. I, I'm, I'm guessing that's on yours. Is there anything you want yeah, to Yeah. I mean, we, we had to like – I know it's an honorable mention and we usually just kind of read through it. I'm sorry, But we have to talk about Rage and Bull because yeah. a lot of people would probably put this – at number one or number two, uh, yep. and it's considered one of the greatest acting performances of all time. One of the biggest Oscar snubs of all time. Yes, and and I mean, of course, famously, De Niro, you know, lost and gained so much weight for that. He got all cut up mm-hmm. for the young in in his prime, Jake Lamotta, and gained so much yeah. fat for the you know the past his prime, you know, older Jake Lamotta. Um, and of course, it's Scorsese again. It's a great, great, great movie. But I do feel like it's slightly overrated. And that's why it's not at my top Maybe five. Because and you it's must long. too. It's really long. It's really long. And, I, I just, and Jake to me, it's just not, so unlikable. That's just what it is. It's, yes. it's just not as entertaining. Well, it's entertaining. Like, God, those boxing scenes are really great. So I'm not going to say it's not. There's not action in it. But it's it's he's not a likable character. He's, he's not at he's, all. He's an asshole. I mean, what can you say? A huge one. And, so you can't root for him. Right. And normally in, in these boxing sports type movies, you want to root for the person that you're watching and that's, you know, competing. But he's such an a-hole. Right. I don't right. like him. Well, yeah. And, that, and you know, strangely, is that Kathy Moriarty plays the, the wife in it, too. I didn't think she, – she was just kind of, I thought, snide or boring. Like, yeah. I didn't think she brought much to it outside of being pretty blonde. Right, you yeah. You know, which I think Scorsese wanted. But – I, I never really cared much for her role. Really, the only character I kind of liked was Joe Pesci's in this. Same, same. Um, you know, and then they, there there are some you know mafia elements that go to it too. Frank Vincent's really good in it, actually. Um, but that's what it is. It's because there's just no one to really root for. Right. There's really not. There's really not. But, it's uh, but a beautiful I'm, shot movie. In fact, the scene where he fights. Uh, uh, is it Sugar Ray? Yes. That is an awesome shot where like the lights go down yes. and then, then it kind of comes up behind his his head and, and like it's like this glowing silhouette and this black yeah. and white. It's a beautiful shot. It is a beautiful shot. It's a really shot. cool movie. Um, oh, sorry. I guess we're still on Untouchables. I guess we're still on uh, Honorable, mentions. <laughs> Honorable Mentions. Untouchables, I like to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I do often say that... Um, Oh, Brian De Palma can be kind of a hack, but this is one I think he kind of lands. Yeah. Um, well, hack or he's definitely bipolar in his movies. Yeah, he's, but, he's so hit and miss. You know, I, The Untouchables is so great. You know, it's kind of Sean Connery in a great role. It's not in a James Bond movie, so yeah. he, you know he's really good in it. Have you seen this, Rachel? Nope. Okay, that's okay. I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> I wasn't sure. Uh, Kevin Costner's a lot of fun in this movie. Yes, and this is and really what this broke is out one of, yeah. the exact opposite of Raging Bull, where there's a lot of guys you want to pull yeah. for, and we cannot. You got to bring up Robert De Niro is playing Al Capone. He yeah. is awesome as Al he Capone. Is, uh, he is. He even like cuts his hair back. Yes. and He does the whole bald looking thing, and he looks really cool in that whole movie. Is it at the beginning of the movie where they he's shaving and he mm-hmm. gets cut, and it's like, oh, it's about to hit the fan. Yep. I mean, it's 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 a fun movie. I mean, you know, because it's. You know, based on a true story, and Elliot Ness is trying to crack down on, you know, tax evasion. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. just tax evasion. Yeah. And Rachel, you know, good, Elliot Ness good music from the too. Tupac song. 
there's actually a really good score behind this too really cool like kind of let's go hunt them down kind of uh, uh, score to it yeah no it's, it's, Untouchables is, is a great movie yeah. uh, I guess I better it, speed it up here um, just ones I want to point out because Rach already said Meet the Parents American Hustle Silver Linings Playbook Copland is an underrated kind of forgotten for sure. movie that um, uh, Sylvester Stallone wrote yeah um, but it's been it's on Netflix right now it's a good it's a fun one to watch uh, I've always liked Sleepers, even though it gets bad I ratings love, a lot because of I the content sleepers. of the movie. It's a really good movie. Uh, so I, you know, I got Bronx Tale, Taxi Driver, Main Streets. Uh, is there anything particular I want to bring up? I'm a big, maybe big maybe the fan. Awakenings. Uh, I just recently watched Cape Fear. So these are all fun De Niro movies, but you know that's that's basically about it for me. Uh, Rachel, would you like to point out the other two movies you've seen of his real quick? Uh, Righteous Kill. Yes, which also saw uh, starred. Al Pacino. Yeah, of course, and, that was the anti-heat. Uh, yes. That was a tough one to watch. Yeah, I mean, um, j- yeah. Machete. I love Machete. I never saw Machete, it. Machete, don't text. <laughs> um, it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And then, uh, shout out to The Intern. What's up? Those are the other three <laughs> De Niro is, movies I've seen in my that entire life. I threw all of De Niro's movies that I've seen into this list I created, and... Actually, the intern isn't at the very bottom of it. I think I put Stone and Rush's oh, Kill. Past Stone was terrible. Just terrible. Stone was horrible. I mean, that was a note. low point for both De Niro and Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Actually, De Niro had lower points. I want to say it was his worst, but definitely Norton's. Uh, my honorable mentions, uh, of course, Raging Bull, The Deer Hunter, uh, Awakenings, Mean Streets, which is the movie that really broke him out, that and Banging the Drums Slowly, uh, Cape Fear, uh, which contains a great villain uh, performance from Robert De Niro. His Max Cady is, is, yeah. is pretty terrifying. Yeah. The movie itself is 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 good, but he's great in it. Uh, I have Meet the Parents and Analyze This. Uh, of course, Casino I mentioned earlier was my number one honorable mention. It was almost my number five. Uh, Sleepers, Copland, The Untouchables, uh, This Boy's Life is a movie that hasn't been mentioned at all that I like quite a bit. It's a it's a really, really good movie uh, and features a young Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, and this, whereas Bronx Tell, he's like this stand-up uh, father in this boy's life. He's an abusive, terrible, horrifying father. Um, Stardust is a really underrated movie. It's kind of this fantasy, magical movie. Actually, I have seen Stardust. I don't know why I didn't write that down. I really like that movie. I thought it was really it's it's uh, kind of this romance fantasy magical well, adventure. Well, it's based off of Firefly. Oh. Which I've been told time and time again that if I watched it I would love it even though it's a sci-fi movie and I thought Stardust mm. was okay. It was better than I thought it was going to be based on what it was. It's still not really my oh, thing. Matthew Vaughn directed but, uh, it, so that means it's probably okay. I like you know Kick Ass and Kingman. Kick Ass and Kingman's was great. Yeah, yeah. It was, and X-Men First Class. He, it's worth uh, mentioning. Yeah, huh. uh, yeah. It, it was on my underrated list, uh, but definitely worth watching. Uh, I don't know. I said Copland. Uh, I'm really glad you brought up Sleepers. I really love Sleepers. Well, uh, actually, because I want to go back to Sleepers real quick, but uh, Jackie Brown, it's a kind of the lost Tarantino movie. It is. It's not the best one, but Robert De Niro is actually pretty funny in this. He plays he a pothead. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yes. And then you know, I'll bring up the score, even though it's kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, sleepers, real quick. All right. Uh, do you know much about this, Rach? Nope. It, it's based on true events, and uh, these four boys from Hell's Kitchen. 
Um, it's kind of a forgotten movie for sure. And it's all based on how they they made a mistake as kids. They accidentally killed someone uh, teasing a vendor. And uh, we're sent off to like a boy's, I don't know, not a penitentiary, but... Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a boy's... <sighs> just like a it's boy's a, home, basically. Yeah, like a boy's home. It's let, not let really me, a let jail, me, I'll tell you, I'll, yeah, just, I'll just read the description. It says, after a prank goes disastrously wrong, a group of boys are sent to a detention center where they are brutalized over 10, year, over 10 years later, where they are brutalized over 10 years later, they get their chance for revenge. And it's Kevin Bacon who plays the bad guy in it. And man, you just hate Kevin Bacon. He's really he good at the bad guy. I already hate Kevin Bacon. So this <laughs> will be easy. Bacon, well, here's the thing. Really when they, when they say this. brutalized, I mean, these boys were kind of... Um, I mean, they're raped. They're raped, they're raped and, and just terrorized. Not only by Kevin Bacon, now, but by a couple of the other orderlies This doesn't well. say biography, so maybe it's not. I thought it was based on a true story. I thought it was based on a true story, too. Uh, I hate to say we'll that. We'll figure that out true, later. But, but I mean, you know, it... it, it, it does have a couple of Oscar nods really just for music but I mean it, it was really good underground forgotten movie it's worth checking out one of my favorite De Niro characters and it's sad it's really sad if I were to list my top five favorite De Niro characters his uh, father Bobby in this mm-hmm. maybe may make my top five because he is you know so many times I get frustrated in movies because they'll portray you know uh, religious people to be either quacks or you know uh Morally stiff. ambiguous, or stiff, or cheesy, yeah. or or he seems like a voice of reason for this. He's he's a yeah. voice of reason, and he's faced with a very very hard decision of whether or not he's like really protective of these kids. And he was like their one good influence, and the person that they looked up to and trusted, and he was like a mentor to them. And he really was truly a man of God, and really lived out what he preached. Uh, and very caring and warm, but also strong and and you know tough at the same time, uh, because he's from this Hell's Kitchen area. Um, but he's faced with a really tough choice of whether or not to lie for them, um, you know, because they're going to go to jail for you know forever. Or yeah, not. He, that's right. And he's dealing it, with his own issues of telling the truth and protecting these boys. It's right? a it's a really big moral question because mm-hmm. he knows for them they don't deserve what they're going to go through. And he wants to protect them, but he also doesn't want to lie. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's and his character is great. Yeah, let me bring this up. One more thing about sleepers: the casting is like kind of blow you away. Fantastic. Listen to the cast. So you got De Niro, Kevin Bacon, Brad Pitt, Jason Patrick, Billy Crudup, um, Minnie Driver is in it. Dustin Hoffman. Uh, it's got a Bruno yeah. Kirby. It's got a huge cast in it. And but you would just never know because unless you just happen to watch it, you're right. It came out the in cast, 1996. The cast was great. Well, and it's and it's two stories. You see them as you know right. these young kids that are getting brutalized, and then you see them as adults and what happens with that. So it's kind of a half and half. I actually kind of like the the younger story more. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not an easy watch, but no. it's it's a very it's good a movie, long movie and very underrated great. movie for sure. There it is, our top five Robert De Niro movies of all time, along with some honorable mentions. If you've learned anything from this episode, it's that Rachel needs to watch more De Niro movies. Hey, I think we should review Russell Crowe movies next week. How long? <laughs> so we can just bash Rachel How long before pieces? Rachel just, like, loses it on me? <laughs> just, like, snaps and yeah. starts cussing. That's it! No more! <laughs> this is ridiculous! I'm tired of hearing about no, it! How can I, I be mad about that? I should have seen these. I can't be mad at anybody but myself. This, this is completely... Not well, cool. In me. my heart, I know you're cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just wait till we review Russell Crowe movies. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening this week. Be sure to listen next week when we count down our top five something. Uh, no, I don't know what we're going to do yet. Be sure to listen next week, though, because we'll have a brand new God, top five. There's ten list. movies out right now. I mean, flip, I mean, someone roll a dice and assign a number to it. Absolutely. You got The Martian. I mean, what else came out today? Uh, today. Sicaro. Yes. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Sicaro. Sicaro. Whatever. Sicario. Uh, um, oh, the. Uh, yeah, Everest. The. Whatever. Um, a lot of movies just came out, and a lot more coming out next week. So it'll be a you know it'll be a good one. I think yeah. it, starting here all the way to Christmas, we oh, could have plenty of things to good. talk about. It's about to get good. I need to go. To the, I need to start going to the movie theater more because there just hadn't been anything out, and I got out of the out of the zone. Yeah, there you go. Thank you for listening to Pulp Fiction. <laughs>